Wheel, Kipper, and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. We're back. We're back. And under two weeks before the NHL draft. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Dirk Brandeo, Jen Rolnick, Sammy McKee, as we wind down towards the draft and free agency. Yes. That's going to be big. Well, oh, that's annoying and loud. Um, well, you, that's never happened before. <laughs> I don't think it has. The draft is one week away, Kipper. Next, oh, sorry, a week and a day. Eight and days. we are actually going to do Next shows Wednesday. after free agency as well. This The, the show will continue on July 3rd and 4th, so people know. Is that true? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know? No. <laughs> well, huh? I'm happy to break the news to everyone. <laughs> oh, guys, I'm sorry. What is going on? I found the mute button. So... How much action are we going to see? Because there's a ton of speculation out there. Here's what we know factually. There's a lot of teams with handcuffs on right now because of the Cowboys. salary cap. Yeah. And Toronto is one of them. Mm-hmm. Lots of speculation about players that they can sign, players they can't sign, and who may be in a position to be bought out. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get to that in a second. Let me just uh, tee up uh, Kelly McCrimmon, general manager of the Stanley Cup champion, Vegas Golden Knights, will join us in about 19 minutes. Mm-hmm. And we'll get uh, a thought on uh, uh, if they fi- if they anyone's found William Carlson's shirt. <laughs> no chance. Oh, my God. That thing, he must have set fire to that thing You've along been- with his liver. <laughs> I, I mean, I've been drunk in my life, but I don't know okay. about that. <laughs> okay. 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 We'll, we'll get to that. But uh, let's let's go back to uh, uh, Frank Cervelli, who's been on the show, one of the better insiders out there, speculating on a TJ Brody buyout. Now, that, for me, is right out of left field, but yeah. is... So- is there a sense you want to go first, Sammy, well, on this? There's just the context on there. They were talking about different buyouts with him and Jason Greger on the Daily Faceoff podcast. And they were mentioning how they were talking about Matt Murray and the potential of him getting bought out. And then, you know, he brought this up. We can listen to the clip and talk about it after if you want. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. So he has a, he, because of the way his contract is structured, he has a $0 buyout for this upcoming season. So it's zero this year and then 2.5 next year, which if the cap isn't increasing by more than a million this year, it's probably in the $7 million range next year. And so if you can get off of TJ Brody and clear 5 million, like right off the books, no dead cap hit for this next season, I think you punt it down the road for a year and do that. My only question is, because Brad Tree Living comes over from Calgary and would also really know TJ Brody's game well, is that something that he's willing to do or is he just going to ride it out for the year again? It's so tempting to just be like, I can get through this year and have no penalty moving forward. But it's also not a make or break year for the Leafs, but it feels like, you know, obviously the pressure is mounting. The problem is then going out and replacing TJ Brody, right? Like, because then. Yes. Yeah, it's great to have a $0 cap hit. What are you going to do with that $5 bucks to make your team better? Okay, that's a lot to absorb here, but you go first, JB. 
you know, um, in this business, we have to, you know, this time of year, we're kind of kicking around a lot of theories and what could happen, what it might look like. And I think that's what Frank's doing. But, hey, guys, he was their best defenseman last year in the regular that season. don't make no sense. He was literally their best D-man at a $5 million cap hit. Every person you wanted to be better, you played with TJ Brody. And so unless there's some sort of, like, tree-living hates Brody thing, he's off the books after this year for five mil clean. He's a great defenseman. Is he's a value guy to them at five million? Uh, I watched the playoffs though, but he wasn't bad. He just wasn't as good as he was all year long. Uh, it, it's not. Pro- it's not. Are enough you? To- are you pro buying him I, out? I wouldn't say I'm pro it, but listening to Frank, who knows a lot, talk about that, I was interested in what he had to say. I, you know, like I'm interested in what he had to say too. I I really. I don't like he was really good for them this year, but I do think that there's a world in which we saw the decline. He was hurt way more this past season than he had been in years past. He was pretty bad throughout the playoffs. Like he had a couple good games, but most of the time I wasn't necessarily trusting with him with the puck on his stick a lot, which is somewhat important for one of your better defensemen. Listen, I think they'd probably bring him back. I don't think they do this, but I don't think it's the wildest idea when you have a huge win now year, when you have a ton of cap space and you want to add a little bit more to it to do something a bit bolder. Like, you know, would you rather have Dmitry Orlov next year or TJ Brody? Yeah, if Orlov costs five million and would sign here, that's a good conversation. But he's, you know, what's he going to be? What where are you at on this? My thought is that. To Sammy's point, there's some nights we can look at any player and say, hey, no good or good on any particular night, but there's value there. And if the worst case scenario is uh, getting rid of them, then trade them. Like, there's value in a, in a <laughs> trade. A really good point. Just who trade him. Take a year who, of Brody for five million. Exactly. Yeah. We're, we're not giving you uh, a player who's a. Uh, a 12 minute that's such a good point a 12 minute guy a good here team would 20 be like, minutes you know we're at the deadline we'll give you a second for him or whatever a pro- two seconds a top prospect. at the deadline yeah you're getting a top four guy who can log 20 minutes yeah trade him to buy him out is crazy to me yeah you know what really stood out to me though from that clip and again uh not coming out hard on frank here but the sense that, or the idea that if the cap only goes up one million this year, it'll go up seven the next year. And recently, I read an article by Ian McIntyre on Sportsnet.ca that mentioned that in three years, talking about the OEL buyout, that in three years the cap could be a hundred million dollars. It's eighty-two point five this past season. Or there could be a new virus. <laughs> Oh, my yeah. God. Thanks, Debbie Downer. My cat is feeling like Everything needs. in life, like, there, there are yeah, no yeah. guarantees. Of course. of course. I get the right? idea. Yeah. And, again, you, you, I don't know if you necessarily want to play that game on, on let's speculate where the cap yeah. is and let's spend accordingly. Right. I see your Didn't point. Didn't Kyle there. Dubas just get burned by that? Because There's a lot of teams that I think well, got burned by it. There was a lot of Dubas defenders that when they look at the Leafs cap situation, that their number one go-to line is that the coronavirus screwed Dubas and that the cap was supposed to go up and the cap flattened because they didn't have as much revenue. All good points. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. But of course. I'm just saying that's one reason that people kind of point to and they spent money that they thought they were going to have yeah. and it turned out they didn't have it. Right. Right? I've done that. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do that every day. Yeah. So if if you're Brad Tree Living, we know the hot button topic is Austin Matthews. Yeah. You think he's, by now he's got a pretty good idea of what's happening? Well, you and I had a conversation where we, we said, I think you proposed to me, how much time would you need if you knew you were going to trade? What's a fair amount of time to give the GM if you're not going to sign to trade you? And I think we settled around two weeks would be a fair amount of time to... And where are we on that? Well, it's June 20th. So free agency starts in his, his contract. Uh, he has a no move clause starting in 11 days. So we're past the official two week thing. So one of two things has happened here where it seems likely that he's going to sign and they kind of know and they're comfortable with it. Or this is a Lou Lamorello tight ship thing that tree living's running here. And he's talking to people. Is or it, they're just going to keep is him it, and let him. Is it possible him? to not have a real firm idea on Austin Matthews and then sk skip that or put it to the side for a second and then go deal with William Nylander? No. Go deal with Ryan O'Reilly? Good point. Uh, go down the ladder and uh, Nola Chari, Luke Shen. Mm -hmm. Is there any way at all that he can focus on those guys if he doesn't... He hasn't he nailed down He doesn't know how much money he Austin. has. He doesn't know what his team looks like. He doesn't need know where he would but, need to spend his but, money. But we know whether or not Austin signs before July 1st or not. You know what he's making next year. That's right? true. So, yeah, you could sign a one-year deal. Like his new number does not kick in until a year from right. this July 1st. But if you're trading him, you don't know what your contract situations are, right? You would know if you need a first-line center, how do you go about getting one, what does a trade look like? I saw, I think Chris Johnston said something today to the effect of the fact that Achari, O'Reilly, and Shen are not signed as of now yeah. kind of implies they're not going to sign, right? There's been plenty of time since the end of the yeah, season. I don't buy that for a second. You don't? No, 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 oh. no, no, no. no. You think they could just think... go UFA, see what's out there, then leverage that for no. more here? Or? No. What I think is, hey, guys, hold on. I got I to gotta do a few things. Yeah. That's what I think it means. Okay. Yeah, yeah. hey, I just showed I'm, up. No offense, Noel. You're I'm, a great kid, I'm sure. I'm trying to find money. Uh, yeah. That's what I think it means. Okay. That they're if they're not signed right now is because... Brad Tree Living's got these shackles on him right now, thanks to Kyle Dubas. And he's got to find a way to free up some money. He I mean, wants Luke Shen. Yeah. He wants Nola Chari. And he wants Ryan O'Reilly. The thing is, they have a lot of cap space, but they just have so many people to get signed. You know, I guess you could prioritize those guys and make them among the first people you do sign, but... It's still money in, money out yeah. for a lot of these teams, well, including the Leafs. A lot of the money out is pretty decent players, you know, like whether it's Kerfoot, Hall, uh, Bunting. Like, those are hockey players, guys, and I know that they're not huge hits in the Toronto market necessarily, but, you know... Flex Seal! <laughs> yeah. Old Flex Seal patched a lot of holes over the years.
Uh, Would you take Flex Seal no, at a significant no. discount? No. We're good. Oh, yeah. Or, no. Oh, yes, I would. No. You wouldn't take him no. at 2 5? Doesn't matter what he makes because Sheldon Keefe. See, I'm with him. Plays him. Take he can his, make, his he can toys make, away. He can make 750000 bucks. Thing. It doesn't matter about the money. He's still going to play 13, 14 minutes a night, and he's going to. More than that. You know, it's. Uh, let, 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 let me look back here. Okay. The day is December 17th, 2023. And we're going through Kipper's Clippers, and Sheldon Keefe goes, Well, you know, I just think that Kerf's the best option with Austin and Mitch this week. Like, I can just see it. Yeah. No thanks. 100%. Cut he, the cord. What do you score? 15, 20 in one year? Cut the cord. PK, Cut the cord. Cut it. OT winner in playoffs, no big deal. Yep. Don't where want where would you put, uh, in, in Brad Tree Living's order of uh, importance, where would you put bringing back Ryan O'Reilly? Well, we, we had a brief chat about it yesterday, and for me, it's totally contract dependent. Like, if he wants to come back for three years for $4 million, great. I would, I'd be happy. But to me, it's not near the top of the list, is it? It's not the top of the list. I would, no-brainer, Austin and, and Willie's situation, yeah. uh, making a decision on that. And Does it all have, of a sudden, Ryan have... gets a lot more important if if you're not comfortable with the Austin Matthews yeah. situation take a look at uh free agency we've we've said that it's not the best of classes and even next year doesn't look that much better but not a lot of choices at center position no and we recently just saw sean monahan inc a one-year deal with the montreal canadian if i'm not mistaken two million yes uh so, one point yeah one eight like or, that's yeah, a guy that whatever. couldn't stay healthy and, like, there's value in him. Yeah. I found that really interesting that despite so many issues with his health, that Montreal was willing to go back there. Sam made a good point before the show. He basically said they spent that money to buy a draft pick at the deadline. You know, like, you're, pers- the, the Canadians aren't making playoffs next year. Like, Ottawa's good, For Buffalo's sure. good, Detroit's good, and then there's the other teams who are always good. You know, so they're not going to make playoffs. So, yeah. the, you know, you get into March and it's like, who wants Sean Monaghan? If he has a bounce back, he might be valuable. A hundred percent. And that really is what it's all about. And for Monaghan, it's that prove it opportunity. You'll play in the power play here. And knowing, the the, the knowing part. Yeah. That he, he loves Marty St. Louis. Mm-hmm. When he's healthy, he played power play. He's going to get a chance to, to get points. Yep. and put himself in a position to go to a contending team in March. And I think he's 28 years old or something. He's not an old player. So, you know, a chance to kind of rejuvenate his career. And we know who injuries have. He's got to stay healthy. Yeah. and Didn't you know, they fire a trainer and a few people there based oh, on their, their lack of uh, success in staying healthy? They, they had some significant uh, changes, did they not, Sammy? The Habs? Yeah. Not sure. Yeah. No, no. That's interesting, though, and it's a tough spot for those medical professionals, but at the end of the day, that is the job. I know the Leafs do a lot of proactive stuff, and I don't know, I'm not saying it's worked or not, but they do do a lot of proactive, like, yoga, stretchy, all sorts of body prep stuff. Well, whenever Sean Monahan's played over 70 games, he's scored 20 goals. Like, he's a he's a legit scorer in the NHL. Like, he's 22, 31, 27, 27, 31, 34, yeah. 22. Like, he's had some good years, so... If, I, if you're the Habs and he gets off to a hot start this year with the contract that you give him, like, 
you know, people, teams get desperate at the trade deadline, depending on how good a year he's having, maybe get a third. Yeah, I liked him. Who knows, uh, a second, depending on how hot he is. Yeah. Like, that's a, it's a good bet for the house. I liked him. For sure. When he was in, and he was one of their better players uh, early last season, this past season. Would you have liked the Leafs to have taken a run? Well, listen. I guess again, If it would have saved uh, a first, second, a third off Ryan O'Reilly, I, him in his prime. Yeah. He's he's not Ryan O'Reilly. No, we can all acknowledge that. But when he was really strong in Calgary, he was a good player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's it is. These are the type of guys that are getting signed right now that you know you tend to think of as being guys that are going to be supplemental to Cup contenders. Interesting to see the way Montreal and Monaghan are going about it, but makes sense. So, so I can you, see it. So you mentioned Ryan O'Reilly, and you kind of talked about CJ, like. Saying that neither none of those guys going to be back, do you get the sense that any of those guys going to be back, Kipper? Right now, I got it at fifty-fifty. Uh, that any of them, or is there one that you think? Yeah, is more likely? I think I, I think I think Luke Shen's got a shot at coming back. Do you? And and Achari. Hmm. Any idea what a number would look like? So you think Ryan O'Reilly's probably gone? Because that's I mean that's probably the way. Like I would love him back, but I think he's probably going to get too expensive. Okay, let's start with uh, let's start with uh, Luke Shen. Mm-hmm. Where do you see his number? I got a number right now in my head. I love Luke Shen if he's playing for one point one five million. I'd say I'd say he's probably in the ballpark of two after having a good playoffs for a Canadian team. I would say two probably. See, I, I'm I'm with Sammy that it's between two and two and a half. Oh, two and man. a half. Wasn't high. he now, last year? Seven fifty. Yeah. All right, all right. There, there's, there's two buyers. The buyer that thinks Luke Shen can help me make the playoffs. Yeah. And then there's the buyer that says that Luke Shen can help me win a Stanley Cup, and that's a different price. The price to get in the playoffs with Luke Shen could be. Closer to two and a half million dollars. The price to think that Luke Shen can help me win a Stanley Cup might be between one eight and two million dollars. Wow. And where are the Leafs in that? Well, yeah, they certainly are looking for someone to help them get to the cup final at least. The, the, the other the other equation with the uh, uh Nolacharis and, and the Luke Shens is is it Three years, or is it four years? No. 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 None of those numbers. Okay, with the Leafs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. But on the open market, yep. it is. Like, if I'm Noel Achari. All the years. I'm I'm pulling Yarn Croc in my meeting with Brad Tree Living. <laughs> He's sitting on my knee. And I'm not saying a word. <laughs> And all I'm doing is just going two million times four for him, and then look at the way I play in the playoffs. Yeah. And you tell me that I'm taking less than this guy. Yeah. And then the meeting would be over. But I mean, Trilliving obviously likes Yarncroc. He traded for Yarncroc, didn't he? Yeah, but I think that well, that's the example of just like come the postseason, Yarncroc contributed very little. Would he have given him little. two times four though? 
No, I, that was a weird contract when it signed. Two and a half, isn't it? It's two point two five, I think. Yeah, for Young Crockett. Oh, I thought yeah. it was two. No, it's that like, even makes me more. shiver more. It's more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kelly needs twenty minutes, fellas. Okay. Just text me. So. Uh, keep going. What's that? Cal, he needs twenty minutes. So we we're going to call him at two forty for McCrimmon. Okay, for well, we'll break earlier then. Yeah. Um, Luke Shen's last five year salary. 800, 700, 800, 850, 850. Yeah. yeah. Except, okay, how many of those early ones was he on waivers? I lost track. Most. He, yeah. He was in the there's, there's, minors there's, But that's, that's what that was back then. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he went to Vancouver and he turned himself into he, Quinn he, Hughes's partner. He is like the skill guy's comfort goat. You ever heard of comfort goat? They no. put them in horses' stalls that just they calm them down and they make them feel better. It's like a real thing. Comfort really? goats, yeah. Huh. All I envision. He's a comfort goat for all I envision. Speedy skaters is Luke Shen standing by the bench, staring down I Tampa, going, "Where, where it's is that been? And it's Perry and it's Jano and that, the that alone is Shen worth two million dollars like, for me. Ah, that's a good point. Okay. That is something that the Leafs have never had. It's still hockey, fellas. Still hockey. Like I, it's all like, part of it, Sammy. Part I know. of hockey is it's getting all part to playoffs. Of it. I'm, hey. I'm comfortable giving Luke Shen two million bucks a year. For sure. Uh, he's not going to be as good cheap. as Justin Hall's been for two million. No. Oh my! He's not going to be as good in the regular what, season. What's Hall going to get on the open market? That is a fascinating question. Well, I mean, but, whatever, whatever uh, Kyle gives him in Pittsburgh. I bet you he gets. Two years times three million from no, Kyle Dubas. More. What did Labushkin just sign Two after being five? Here? I bet he gets more. He's played like twenty minutes a night for a top team. He's their most important. He killed four and a half minutes of penalties yeah, per game. I know he's gonna get money. That's a valuable <laughs> human. And uh, and Nolachari is another guy that has to. Be looked upon as giving us something in the Luke Shen mold, and it kept the Leafs look borderline slow in playoffs. That was one of the things, wasn't it? They weren't the faster you, team. I'll take slow over soft <laughs> any day of the week. Can I have neither? Can I? Can no. I? No, you got to be one or the other. You're, yeah, you'd be the Golden Knights then if you wanted both. Yeah. Isn't that the answer? Having that little bit of pushback. I got to yeah. tell you, now that it's over and after the, he served the suspension, don't you love the, the Petrangelo chop on Drysaddle? Don't you kind of like it? Like a superstar that was targeted and the other team kept running yeah. him. I know it was dumb. I, I know liked it. Cost it. Him a I liked game. it when I first saw it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know you, it was dumb, old yada, yada, yada. It's don't true. hate that he's a guy that would stand up for himself. It's true. Kipper did come in the next day. I was like, ah, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I saw uh, Jonathan Marsh so talking about it on, uh, I think it was on Fit and Chicklets. He was talking about it, and he's like, "Oh, that," and he was talking to Phil Kessel about it on the bench, and he's like, "Oh, that was dirty." <laughs> he was pissed <laughs> off. My best Phil Kessel impression. That was pretty, was pretty good. good. So, yeah. So go down the list of Toronto UFAs. Like Zach Aston Reese is another guy they used a lot. Is he going to be back? No. So no. Why well, you're not giving him much more than he's making now? What did he end up? He had a pretty good season, didn't he? He scored some goals. Time was all said and done. Ten goal season for Zach Aston Reese this year in 77 games. Ryan O'Reilly, for me, a team that 
could target him is Colorado to slide into Landis Cog's spot. Former mm. Colorado Avalanche, Ryan O'Reilly. That what do you think? Cool. Makes sense. Like, they're going to have to do something there. To fill that void. It was just too noticeable this year. You know, they were crippled with injury, so obviously not his fault. But interesting centers on the market. Jonathan Taves is available, too. Is he that much different than Ryan O'Reilly in terms of value? Uh, yes, yes. Way below him? Way, Way below, below him. him. Really? I, I, there's First of all, there's the health issue. Mm-hmm. There's no health issues with Ryan O'Reilly, and you still don't know the effects of, I don't know, uh, Whatever, I, I forget how they clinically uh, described Jonathan Taves' Long, long-term COVID or, you know, yeah, yeah there's another word, long-term a, yeah. respiratory, yeah. whatever it is. That that alone yeah. puts him in a situation where there's just, they can't take a chance financially yeah. on him other than probably a, a minimal type of contract if he wants to play and win. I know it's a lot to come to the Leafs. I, if you're him, you probably don't want to come here and all that attention when you're trying to re, reestablish your career. But there are other centers out there. I mean, um, Jordan Stahl is a UFA, I believe. Uh, Lars Eller. Lars Ooh. Eller. You like Lars Eller? You're not as much as I like Jordan Stahl. Yeah. I think Carolina is going to have some issues here. I think uh, Carolina's going to trade for Willie. That's what year I or two. And where in your where in your world do you think that Tom Dundon, the owner who's notoriously known for being frugal, yeah, would pay William Nylander? Where? Well, because if you're Tom Dundon, I think you recognize as an owner you can't be competitive without spending to around the salary cap. And Willie's a good player who helps you win. That makes people come to the games. Give me a number games, for Willie right now, games. then. Give me a Carolina number that gets him. Six times 9.25. Now he wants more than that, I think, right? I think he's I think he's into the double digits now. Sammy's right. God, that's so much money. I d- yeah. But I got to tell you, Willie Nylander making $10 mil a year in Toronto is getting eviscerated by people. <laughs> he was making the right amount of money for a long time for people to to stomach some of his, I think his downsides. I think we can agree, but I'll let you guys confirm it, okay. that we would all uh, we'd much rather have... Uh, I'm only thinking of uh, New York, uh, Boston's Pasternak, Pasta over Nylander. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> okay. agree on that. Yeah. All right. Let me go this way then for you. Mm. Panarin or Nylander, who would you rather have? Next season, I would want William Nylander. See, I'm with him. Big, strong, fast, you know, all the stuff. Panarin is- I don't trust Panarin. Yeah, I think he's he had a bad he had bad playoffs last year, but I mean he's a yeah I think he's, he's too gonna, finicky for me. Yeah, in his last three seasons, over you know the last few, three full seasons, he's had ninety five, ninety six, and ninety two points. He's good. He's a really good player. Can I, I give take, you two I'll, players? Give, no, give me Panarin. I'll take Panarin. I'm just you take Panarin over Nylander? Yeah. Absolutely. Wait, it's a hot take. Crazy. No, no, no. I like William Nylander. I think Panarin's better. I wouldn't. I, I, 
I think it, hey, there's some nice one, Willie. You're, you're, you want to slap him on the side of the head, but um, Panarin's way more high maintenance than than Nylander. That's fascinating. The uh, so going through this UFA list of potential guys, there are some names like for the Leafs to be to be different. One of them that I like a lot, that Miles Wood from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. What's he? Six four two thirty. One of the fastest guys in the league. Mm-hmm. Okay, can I give you one more? It's probably not two thirty. Okay, sorry. I'm just on this Willie Nylander thing. Let's, still. let's say, buddy. Uh, let's have it. Johnny Gaudreau or Willie Nylander? <laughs> uh, uh, Willie, 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 Willie. Oh, what? Are you guys trying to make me sound anti-Leafs? Are you nuts? Johnny I Gaudreau. Listen, I quit. Sorry, what, what do you got? I, I quit Johnny Gaudreau. Gaudreau. I quit on Gaudreau when he quit on trying to win. Johnny Gaudreau. Too tiny for me. Okay. The old basketball, Willie, too small motion. Willie's stronger. He's physically stronger. God, Johnny Gaudreau had an awful year. Yeah, yeah, he had an awful year. He was 74 points in 80 games with dash 33. That's such a bad year. I, it's hard, oh it's hard to have good numbers on bad teams. But, like, I mean, the That's one year bad. was the outlier. He, so, his contract year was pretty much his outlier. So, no, listen, I, I, I take it back. I go Willie. I go Willie. Just between... Yeah, you're giving uh, us guys for making Panera, a lot of money. Yeah, I get the yeah. idea. So, so <laughs> yeah. you are not far-fetched right. on, on $10 million a year. And what's Willie, 27? Like, he's prime-aged. He's he's going to get a, a, a big ticket, which really, you know, hurts his trade value, that Willie's worth a lot. And that's good to have guys who are worth a lot. But So uh, you mentioned uh, Miles Wood. Miles Wood. Randy Wood's I had his son. mentions way wrong. He's, yeah, he's like 6'3", 200. And he's already at two, isn't he? To, um, I can give you that answer very quickly. Actually, I have that right here. He used it three point two last year. Ugh, yeah, he's not taking a pay cut, is he? Shouldn't. So that's the guy you had in mind for Toronto. Yeah, he scored twenty seven points, thirteen goals last year, seventy six pims. Fast, really good. You, I'd take him as a third line. Well, he's God. he'd be a guy that would he's, okay, he, but him listen, and Kerfoot's if, role. If, if, but let's if, no, go. Forget Kerfoot. Uh, Hit uh, Wood in for bunting. Yeah. I, I don't know if he can play that high up the lineup is all. I don't know if he's ever scored at any level, really. Uh, Yeah, no, he hasn't. So maybe not the perfect solution. How about bringing home Connor Brown, boys? Connor Brown's a UFA coming off a major surgery, 28 years old. I really liked him in Washington before he got hurt. Yeah, and I really liked him in Toronto. I liked him before they traded him Yeah, a lot. He was a guy that I always really, really liked. Hard worker. Loved being a Leaf. Yeah. What was his number coming off of uh, an Ottawa contract? It was three-something. Yeah. Three-two? Mm-hmm. Last year, he made 3.6. He's, he, yeah, uh, 3.6 the past three seasons. Are you okay giving him that or four? I don't think you'd have to, though, would you? Coming off an injury? Yeah. Wouldn't you think that he could maybe, you could get him for a little less? Maybe a bit of a prove-it deal back in Toronto? Oh, God, that's all he's done his whole career is prove it. Yeah, you're right. In Ottawa, his first year, his second year in Ottawa, he had 21 goals in 56 games. So that's on pace for 30. Mm-hmm. You know, he scored 10 and 64, though, with Ottawa the next year. So, yeah, I don't know. You're probably, you're probably in the ballpark of a similar number. But he's another guy that appeals to me as you're trying to find. You know, instead of going buntings making 900 and, you know, you're paying someone else you know, Ryan O'Reilly, whatever the big number is, a couple of guys in the $3 million range, Miles Wood, Connor Brown, whoever, you know, you can make the team look different. Can it be different enough without trading a core piece? That I'm not sure. 
The biggest danger is that it looks a lot like it did last year. Yeah. I know. I know. That, that's, is that the it, sense you're kind of getting it right now? It always will. It always will unless you trade one of the main players. The thing that I just keep coming back to is you can have 10 UFAs or however many UFAs, but if you got the same four guys and the same coach, how much different is it going to look? Not that much. Not different at all. So you just have to, like, Treliving has to believe in this group, yeah. which, which Kyle did already. I know. You guys want John Klingberg to come score on the back end for the list? But he was, the numbers that he was asking for right around this time last year were like, like eight times eight or off something. the charts. It was gigantic. Off the charts. Yeah. And he's not, it, it, they took a gamble. Anaheim took a gamble that he could help some of the young kids and keep them close, but he just didn't get there. He almost had 50 points the summer before when negotiating his deal. And then last year he... It just wasn't there. What do you guys? Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, I know we're going to go to break yep. soon here, and we're we're hoping to find Kelly McCrimmon still, um, maybe celebrating a little bit. Don't blame him. He said he was all. on a call. But, uh, talk about Noah Hannafin in Calgary being on the block because he will not resign. A, a feel similar to Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk and. Sure enough, is Hannafin heading in that same spot? Yeah, I guess so. You know, Hannafin, what really shocked me about him, he had a good year. He's only 26 years old. Yeah, Marner draft. And eight years under his belt. Yeah, six foot three, 215 pound, great skater. Kind of found it last year. That's the way it works with the top five picks. They play uh, their first year, they're eligible, and they go into free agency at age 26, 27. Yeah. 48 points two years ago, 38 points last year, plays every game. Similar situation as Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk, where you're, uh, you got an American player who's been with you, and then first chance of freedom, yeah. wants to go closer to home so in his own country. Modified no trade. Do you think he wants to go to the U.S.? Yeah. Well, I think the Calgary situation one's kind of crappy. In terms of, like, the arena, in terms of the winters there, like, you know, you could get these Even guys wanting to leave. For sure. Like, like, Edmonton has the big draw of McDavid and Dreisaitl. And, and they got a nice barn, like, yeah. brand-new building. Brand like, new you building. look at – remember when they did that Is tour this... last year with Gaudreau and Huberdeau and they showed, like, the home <laughs> – Oh, with Uyghur and Huberto. Like, oh like, Welcome God. to the rink. And it's like, oh. It's, it's like, this... is this ASHL? Like, my <laughs> rink can look better than this. Is this just the, the new reality here where obviously uh, hockey's grown so much to the, the point that now you're producing real superstars on a yearly basis out of the U.S. And if these guys come up, they'll spend whatever time they need to and then they... They want to go back south of the border here. There's no is, doubt is, is it's it a bigger Is it a bigger issue here. than just Calgary here? And let me ask you something. If it's if it's Austin Matthews that says, I want to go home now, does Canada have a real problem? Yeah, that you know, I think you're asking a worthwhile question. I had this conversation with my next-door neighbor the other day just about how it is getting harder. Like, there's more awareness, I think, of the differences in tax situations. The Jose Bautista thing here is another red flag if it's tougher to help these guys shelter some of their money. You know, say what you want. They should or they shouldn't or whatever. They're going to protect all the money they can. If they can't get it here, 
it's harder. Winters are colder. You know, I think the big thing, too, was during the pandemic, getting your family up here. And I know it's... Not the case anymore. Not the case yeah. anymore. But that one was something that I think bothered a lot of the American players playing in Canada. I don't blame that them. They didn't get to see their people. It, it was really hard. That That's what made you feel like Canada, U.S. It's like we're... There's not, there's not a sense of a true, we're out of, you know, you're, you're in a foreign country. Yeah. It's very North American. For sure. But that one, you really you felt, felt the divide a bit. For the, sure. the divide. Yeah. Um, we should get to break so we can get to Kelly. All right. Sammy says we're going to break and then we'll come up, uh, hopefully after the break with Kelly McCrimmon, general manager of the Stanley cup champion, Vegas golden Knights. Maybe he's in a, maybe he's in a pond somewhere like Ovi was a we shall find while ago. Out. We'll find out. Real Kipper and Born after the break. Everything Raptors before and after the games. The Raptor Show with Will Lou. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Real Kipper and Born on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Nick Kiprios, Justin Born on summer hours real kipper and born waiting on kelly mccrimmon all right let's not waste any time let's welcome in general manager of the stanley cup champion vegas golden knights kelly mccrimmon how does that sound kelly well sounds good feels good so uh thanks uh, nick thanks for having me and uh yeah it's been uh, uh you know quite a week um just between the final whistle of uh, the clinching game and up until now, can you just give us a general feel for what it's been like for you? Uh, when it happens, uh, at least my experience is that it's, uh, uh, you're not ready for what it is. It, you think you have an idea of what it might feel like, what it might look like, but it's so much more when you get on the ice uh, with the players, as you know, uh, you know, the, the, pure joy in uh, people's faces, not just your players, but their families who are, uh, you know, always part of the, uh, the journey and the accomplishment. And, uh, you know, the hockey operations people, George McPhee, Bill Foley, Carol, uh, his wife, Carol, you know, my family uh, were all there. It was really uh, almost overwhelming that first uh, night. And then everything was so well planned by the organization. We had a place to go. Uh, you know, the dressing room, then we had a place to go in the arena, then we had a place to go uh, at one of the nearby casinos, and then, you know, the work that went into the parade, the players all went to Montana for uh, a quick 24-hour trip, took their wives uh, up there, so it just was, uh, you know, it just was tremendous from the time uh, that game ended, and of course, you know, as a manager, you're not uh, focusing on any of that, you're you know, almost avoiding uh, having any uh, kind of thoughts about what happens next. So the fact that the organization had done so much work on it really uh, made it easy to enjoy and, uh, and be part of. When you look back at the, how you got here, the course of shaping the roster and all the rest, you guys had to make some tough decisions with player personnel. How do you look back? How do you feel about those moves now looking back at them and having it paid off? I feel the same way about them now that I did then. Uh, quite frankly, I think the one thing that we uh, have done really well is 
Uh, we've got a, you know, a real uh, conviction in the vision that we had for what a championship team needs to look like. And we had a real uh, burning desire uh, to win. So that's, uh, uh, that's, uh, that's from uh, George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon. That's not coming from Bill Foley, who, you know, said uh, at the outset he wanted to win a Stanley Cup in six, uh, six years. I think some people felt, uh, you know, that was uh, sort of how uh, we did our business based on that. It wasn't at all. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, I guess, gratifying for uh, the, you know, the pro scouts that have a big hand in this, our hockey operations, which have uh, a lot of input. And then, uh, of course, George uh, and myself, who've been uh, been part of it since day one. Most of those people have been part of it since day one. So it was uh, rewarding and gratifying, but I think, you uh, um, you know the moves we made, we made for uh, uh, for the right reasons, and I think that uh, that's part of how our team was successful at the end. We're talking to Stanley Cup champion Kelly McCrimmon, general manager, Vegas Golden Knights. You know, Kelly, your team kind of squashed that term. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas because of uh, Instagram and Twitter. We get to watch it all mm-hmm. from afar, and I got to be honest with you, man. Sometimes I'm watching and. I got a feel. I got a feeling that it, it might be a little nervous for you watching your players celebrate, um, and I'm just wondering, uh, you know, what's that? What's that like? Um, you know, hopefully uh, it's all in, it's all good, it's all safe. But is there a part of you that gets a little nervous watching this thing unfold? Uh, it's a problem I'd love to have again next year, Nick, uh, to be honest. I, uh, Can you find Willie, thought, uh, William Carlson a shirt? <laughs> well, I said in an interview earlier uh, today, uh, his nickname uh, through his career has been Wild Bill because he's the exact opposite of that. He's probably the quietest guy uh, on our team. And, uh, of course, when he grabbed the mic and he's that close to the edge of the stage, you get a little bit nervous that, uh, uh, he might fall right into the crowd. You're more than a little bit nervous at what he might say next. And when it was all said and done, I thought, uh, I thought he pulled it off, uh, pretty darn well. He, uh, he had a good message. He introduced his, uh, longtime teammate, uh, Jonathan Marshall. So, and, uh, no question uh, who the star of the show was in the eyes of our fans. It was uh, it was William Carlson on that night. So Kelly, when teams uh, around the league uh, around the league look at who won the Stanley Cup, they always want to play copycat, and sometimes they want to get bigger, like the, the Cup champs, or faster, or whatever it may be. You know, when you look at your own roster, what would other teams look at it and take away? What were the you know what's the core at the core of the makeup that got you guys over the top? Well, along the way, we had worked to uh, put real key people in uh, in the real important positions. Your number one D, your number one center. I think those were moves that were, uh, you know, really important with uh, Petrangelo and then the trade for Jack Eichel. So, um, you know, you need those types of players to win a championship. I think when you look, uh, you know, past that, I'd add Mark Stone uh, to that group as well for what he means to our team. And then when you look past that. I think it was just the incredible depth and uh, the performances of, um, you know, our, our fourth line, our, our third pair of D. When you look at our D uh, time on ice, the difference between the number one D and the number six D was about three minutes. And uh, the responsibility that John Stevens gave uh, those players, when you look at 
the forward lines, it was the same thing. We rarely had a forward touch 20 minutes. Um, you know, Nick Waugh's line, which uh, we would call our fourth line, uh, would always be over 10. Nick Waugh would be closer to 15 because it was work on special teams. And it, it really put us in a position where, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of different players took turns seizing the big moments, which to me took, um, you know, pressure off any one player individually and, uh, and spread it across the collective. And I really felt, uh, you know, we've had other years where uh, we went to the conference final and we, we ended up not being able to score enough. And uh, this time we were able to score and uh, have real balance offensively across our forward lines. Each line, uh, we had a we had a ten goal scorer on uh, on our first three lines, which is pretty rare uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So I think that spoke to the type of balance and depth that uh, that we had uh, at all positions. Kelly, one more before I let you go, and uh, I kind of feel bad for you. There's not enough uh, hours or, or weeks to celebrate. You you got to go back to work. There's the buyout period. There's the draft, free agency. Um, you got to go back to work here. And where would like a guy like Aiden Hill be on a priority list of trying to get him signed before UFA? Well, we won on Tuesday, Nick, last Tuesday, a week ago. And uh, Wednesday, I uh, was only in the office probably for a couple of hours. And it was more just to uh, reminisce with the other people that were there and talk about the night before and, I can say we did absolutely no work uh, that day, and yet uh, the following day, by Thursday, you know, uh, you're beginning to uh, to get back at it, and we've now, uh, you know, worked straight through as we get ready for next week's draft. Of course, free agency, as you touch on, we've got some free agents of our own that uh, we'll uh, want to meet with to sort out where uh, where we are there. We only have one RFA in uh, in Brett Howden, so. You know, we're hopeful that we're going to be able to return uh, the core of our team, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more fortunate in that regard than some of the past champions have been just with the, you know, with the restraints that the salary cap uh, puts on teams. So that's, uh, uh, yeah, there wasn't a long time to put our feet up, and yet you've always just got that, uh, uh, that great feeling of the accomplishment of your, uh, your organization. So that part was, uh, will always be with us. And, uh, we'll get some time here over the course of the summer to reflect when we get our day with the cup and that type of thing. But for now, we've got to get back, uh, get back to work here, preparing for the next uh, the next couple of weeks. Well, that uh, that time this summer will be well earned. Kelly, can't thank you enough for joining us. Uh, we know it's a busy time still for you, but uh, we sure appreciate it. And once again, congratulations. Yeah, you bet, Nick. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. Thanks, Kelly. That's Kelly McCrimmon, architect the Vegas Golden Knights in their Stanley Cup. You know, I, I heard him say, you know, in terms of how they, like, set their team up, key guys at important positions. One of my thoughts was, like, you know, love Riley, and he was unbelievable in the playoffs. You know, would a was there a way to get a, a number one D? Like, not that Riley's not a number one D in the league, but one of the 20 best in the league, mm-hmm. whether it's Petrangelo or Hedman or Keith or Doughty or Latang or Carlson. Those are all the guys that have yeah. won cups recently. Well, not Carlson. Well, John Carlson. Oh, maybe. he was, I thought you meant, uh, yeah. where are you on the priority of, uh, uh, Aiden Hill, uh, being needed to come back for Vegas? That decor boy. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's like, is he, yeah, I think he's a good goalie would like him. You can obviously win with him. But I don't know, like, how much money are you going to give a guy when you feel like he's one of the... Where's yeah. he in the league? Out of 60 goalies, what's like... he, 20 to 40? I like him. 
in that hole. I, I like, He's be probably, careful, I, though. I probably like three quarters of the league behind that blue line. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. Mean. For sure you would. They're just so nice. Samsonov could have won the cup with him. No question. Uh, I, I, yeah, I feel like he's in that ballpark. Yeah. You know, so. So. You can give him $5 million? No. Oh, my God. Uh, well, I mean. That's he, overpaying If he's for a me. UFA, yeah, I don't want to give him $5 million. But, like, if he's a UFA, doesn't some team? Maybe. Four, he made yeah. 2.2 and just won the cup. What did Kemper get? Five times five. Kemper five. was more accomplished, though, before. He's over five, was he not? Just barely over five, a little I more, think. A little more pedigree there. Yeah. Jack Campbell got five five. times five. Yeah, I, I, no, you're right, Borden. He probably would get five times five. Close anyway. I mean, I didn't mean to if, scoff if, at if you it's so hard. Four point five. I, times. I think, but th- that's a that's to me that's a big gamble for a guy with such a small sample size yes. in the heat of the playoffs. Really, yes. yeah, it's a huge gamble. Goalies are weird, man. Yeah. The, he could be terrible next year. By the way, before we go, did you see the brand new Philadelphia Flyers jerseys? No. <laughs> Did I, I, didn't I show them? They too? look like the brand new old. They're the exact size. same. They did this huge video about how they're revealing their new jerseys. Like, oh, new jerseys. I love them. They're, yeah, a little bit more white on. Guess them what? Because the, sh- the Flyers have sick jerseys, and but they're one of the most recognizable. Oh, they're one of the most recognizable jerseys in all Sometimes sports. Sometimes they're too orange. Always These are not a, too orange. A, a great, great jersey. Great jersey. Why, why mess with a good thing? But, but don't do a big jersey reveal when it's the exact same jersey. It's legitimately the exact same. I don't, I don't know enough to say what the differences are. I just know I like it. Good. All right. The burnt orange is back, hey, baby. Sammy, before yeah. we go to, uh, before we end, yeah. can, can you do something about the Jays, please? Oh, my God. They I suck so bad. Watch. It's they painful so to watch. I can't. I wish I could. Now they're getting hurt. They suck. They may miss the playoffs, boys. It's was... terrible. Uh, it's going to be a long summer around here. Get him going, Sammy. Yeah, okay, I'll do my best. All right, our thanks to Kelly McCrimmon, general manager of the Stanley Cup champion, Vegas Golden Knights. I'm Nick Kiprios. He's Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. Y'all have a great night, and we're back soon.